Welcome to the program, Discover the Vocation. I'm your host, Father Danny Santos. Great to be with you. This is the show where we meet the various people of our diocese, hear a bit about their vocation story and what they're doing now and today. My special guest today is Laura Lee. Laura Lee is currently the coordinator of family and youth ministry at the Elgin County Roman Catholic Family of Parishes, married for 18 years and with four children. Laura, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. Hi, it's wonderful to have you here. Um, I know you're, you, you kind of have a lot of hats you're wearing now. Um, you're a coordinator of family youth ministry, but you're also sort of doing some chaplaincy work at uh, St. Joseph's. Um, how have things been? Do, have you found things kind of opening up a little more with the pandemic sort of relaxed now, or do you find people are still a little bit anxious? Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. And so I'm just filling in. Uh, their um, chaplain is actually recovering from an injury. So I've been um, filling in there and things are opening up and it's really exciting to see things coming back and, uh, you know, sports and all sorts of different clubs. And it's been a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying my time there. Yeah, no, it was great. I was there um, a few weeks ago for... Uh... Um, some school visits and it was it was wonderful to see you know they were very engaged and very excited to just pee together as a class again yeah the students are still talking about your visit and especially your gym visit you got to <laughs> father danny took a little visit to the gym to show off do some deadlifts and the kids are still talking about it so that was great that Thank was that coming. was a lot of fun yeah i, I was telling you that uh, i broke one of my records earlier that week and uh, they, they, they were very excited to be there Anyways, uh, this, this, <laughs> the show's not about me, it's about you, so let's get back to the program. So, um, Laura, um, what was your family background like? Where did you grow up? Um, what was your faith practice like? Is there, Did you grow up in the Diocese of London or did you grow up outside the Diocese of London? Yeah, so I moved to London, Ontario, when I was about three years old, and so I've lived there um, for most of my life. Um, grew up Catholic, so... Um, grew up in a family that we went to mass on Sundays that was part of our family routine however um it was a lot of just going through the motions it wasn't until much later on in life that I really connected and um just had a conversion of heart um but yeah catholic all the way through until until later on in life where I wasn't all that catholic yeah yeah was there a particular time or period when you kind of came back to the faith that you sort of had a bit of a reawakening? Was there a moment in, in that? Or was it just kind of a bunch of smaller events that kind of led to that culmination? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, as much as I say, I wasn't really a, pra I wasn't a pra practicing Catholic. Um, I wasn't. It wasn't a decision that I had made. It's just a lot of different decisions that led me on a different path. Um, it wasn't until I was married and had two of my kids and it was bringing them through the sacrament of baptism that really started the process and coming back to the church. So, you know, at one point we had decided, my husband wasn't Catholic either, but he fully supported raising the kids in the faith and um, would come to mass with us on Sunday. And it wasn't until I made that um, commitment to come on Sundays that my whole life started to change, you know, coming back to the sacraments, reconciliation, um, it just completely changed my world. Just, yeah. 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 That's amazing to hear those stories. You know, when I, when I meet with families who's, are going through sacramental preparation and we we as priests hear the stories like oh yeah you know this 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 preparation helped bring me back to the faith because of my kids because of my family because of the circumstances i realized yeah this is important and if it's important to them it should be important to me so it kind of it almost uh the church ministers to us um even though we are called to minister to others so that's the beauty of, of our faith 
It's wonderful. Uh, you mentioned, you know, uh, your husband, of course, you've been married now for 18 years. So um, what kind of led you? Like, I know we use the word discernment, but a lot of times when we're younger, we don't use that word. But is there anything that kind of led you to sort of start thinking about marriage? Where did you guys meet? You know, just a little bit about the history of how did it come to be? Yeah, so we've been married 18 years. So we met quite a while ago. We met at work. He's um, he's a dentist and I was working in the dental field at the time. And um, we were actually friends for about a year before we even started dating. And um, I, again, I wasn't really um, a practicing Catholic. It wasn't, prayer wasn't part of my day-to-day my -day life at that point. Um, however, when we did start dating, I remember telling him, because I had a memory come back that I used to pray for my future husband when I was a kid. That was something that I did as a child. And I remember telling him that, and he right away said, oh, well, that makes sense because I've always felt like I had, you know, God's presence. Like I always felt like I was being helped, um, which was surprising because I, we weren't at that point talking about marriage yet, but there was something there, right? That was pointing us in that direction. Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> people, you hear about people praying for their vocations when they're younger, but I mean, yeah, praying for uh, your future husband, your future spouse, uh, very, very common practice I hear from uh, certain cultures, especially uh, Italian, Portuguese, Spanish, and very European thing to do. But yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful idea that God places people in our lives to help us lead to that eventual path. Um, I didn't prayerfully discern, discern marriage. I mean, we did come to the church to be married. And I do have a very distinct memory of our wedding day, like praying, like standing in front of the altar and actually praying to God, um, praying to him, recognizing that, that I was making vows in his presence. So I did take it very seriously. And I did know that he was, I wanted him to be a part of our marriage. Beautiful. That reminds me of uh, Fulton Sheen's uh, book, Three to Get Married. You know, it's a reminder that yes, you have the husband, you have the wife, but God is the one that brings us together. So God is invited into that relationship. That's amazing. So um, you went from, of course, working at the dentist office, eventually started working for the church. What was that transition like? Was it kind of a, did you kind of have to rediscover a little bit about, um, you know, working in a different type of environment? Did you find that your work, your work at the dentist office helped to facilitate your experience in the parish? Or was it like a whole different world? Well, just as I started, um, like, just building my relationship with the Lord and just, you know, rediscovering, you know, who he was and, and, um, and all of that, like just growing in my faith, I just started feeling like this need to, um, to serve, right. Like just this little inkling in my heart. And I remember, um, you know, at one of our daily masses sitting in the back pew and just feeling like God was telling me that he wanted me to serve in some way. So of course I have all these ideas of how I think, you know, I would like to serve. And as I was leaving mass that day, somebody had come and um, approach me and ask me if I'd like to be an usher and I thought oh that is not what I had in mind <laughs> at all <laughs> but prayerfully discerned that you know that is what he was asking me to do in that moment and that you know it might not be my idea of how I wanted to serve but I needed to do that to the best of my ability so that's how I started I started as a as an usher in our parish and and just um, again just tried to love my way through that that role and you know and just taking one step at a time I'm very much a person that I want I really wish the Lord would give me like you know my 10-step plan of all the things that he wants me to do <laughs> so I could just know but he's never done that but it's just you know that one step at a time that's been really helpful and um, I really found that he's prepared me for every single step but but it really started with you know being an usher at the parish and just growing and just falling in love with him in the church little by little amazing 
Um, eventually, you, you started working for the church. Um, how long have you been working at the, at the parish? Have you been working at the same parish, or have you transferred parishes, or and have you had the same role, or have you changed? Well, actually, so, so in twenty fifteen, I actually registered um, to the seminary for the pastoral ministry program. Um, I actually attended um, attended an evening at our parish where, you know, at, at this point I was trying to prayerfully discern if that was the next best step for me. And it happened to be um, some sort of like technological glitch where I heard something and I just thought, oh, that message was for me. And then of course it glitched. And then we went back and we heard it again. I heard it three times. And I know everybody was praying for the technology. Meanwhile, inside, I knew that was just the Lord speaking to me and, and you know, making sure I heard it, that <laughs> that that was the next best step. And, um, you know, I had a really good priest in my life that was helping me discern whether that was where I was supposed to be going. And um, so I did. I registered for the pastoral ministry program, which is a three-year part-time program. And then I have been at the Elgin Roman Catholic family of parishes ever since. So I was working as a part-time pastoral minister and part-time because I have four kids. Um, and it wasn't until January that I switched roles. So now I am the coordinator of family youth ministry. What are what are some joys you have from that experience, whether you were as a pastor minister or now as a coordinator of youth and family ministry? And what are some of the challenges? Do you find there's sort of some difficulties working in that type of field? Challenges, meetings. <laughs> I don't like sitting <laughs> in meetings. <laughs> um, what, there's so many joys. I'd say, like, obviously, when somebody encounters the Lord and just, you know, recognizes how loved they are and their lives change because of that, that's the biggest joy. Um I have, you know, I led alphas and I also helped with the baptism preparation and various different things. And just seeing somebody who was in my place many years ago, you know, not knowing, you know, having that relationship with God and coming through baptism and seeing their whole world shift where they're like practicing their faith and it's completely impacted their families. That's to me is the biggest joy for sure. Amazing. Do you find sometimes um, there's a challenge also in balancing, you know, your family life with your parish work life or have you kind of found the groove that you know the lord has allowed you kind of to balance both really well i'm always working that out <laughs> to be honest um i mean marriage and my family that's my primary vocation i always have to remind myself but i mean there's always a need right there's always um there's always going to be something so i'm always you know trying to balance it out and working that out. i've gotten better at that over the years but it's still something that i'm working through for sure yeah, we, we all work on that. I mean, uh, I think uh, when we think ministry is done is is basically, it's not true. I tell everyone, honestly, ministry never ends. There's always something to, more to be done, more to help in terms of evangelization, in terms of programming, in terms of even administration. So those those things are, are important. Uh, what's your experience uh, in terms of helping younger people to understand, you know, uh, the word vocation? Do you find that sometimes... Um, not only in high school, but also maybe in parish life, is this word vocation kind of something not as familiar as we think it is? Or is it something that we're starting to see more younger people use that word? I don't think it's actually something that familiar. I think even just the idea that God has a plan for their lives is foreign. Um, that's one of the things that I've found being in the high school for the last, you know, month and, or a couple months is just um, all of this is I feel like I'm going on mission every single day, to be honest. Every morning I go into the high school, I feel like it's mission, you know, just even proclaiming the charisma or going through, you know, um, scripture stories. It's brand new to some of these people, like some of the young people, they've never heard it before. So um, it's, you know, it's a challenge, but it's also really exciting to be able to like, to, to speak these things and to share, you know, 
who God is and who they are in his eyes for the very first time for a lot of these kids. Yeah, I, I would I would concur with that sentiment. I find that a lot of times when we talk to um, young men and women, the idea of, you know, you, God has a plan for your life. It's like even even me, really, like I'm not perfect. I'm broken. God's calling me as well. It's like, yeah, God calls all of us regardless of, you know, where we are in our life. But we have to discern. We have to think about that. Uh, even if we don't know that word, we still do have a process. Like you said, it's not a 10 stage. God gives you the plan. Here's the plan, you know, it, but he gives us like one step, like talk to this person, talk to this person. And I, and I imagine also now, uh, even as, a, you know, as a temporary chaplain, you have an opportunity to talk to, to young men and women who are in a place of discernment. Is there a word that, you know, if, you know, maybe parents or, or grandparents are listening, how can, how can, you know, an older, uh, an older member of a family member or even a friend, how can they kind of help the discernment process? What in your experience helps young men and women to kind of start just even thinking about this idea that God has a plan for their life? I would start by praying for them. <laughs> even before you can get to speaking to them, just praying for the young people in your life that might not know that. Um, and then just when I talk, even with my own kids, like my own family, like my, my children, I talk to them about God's plan. It's always where they're going to find true fulfillment and happiness right that that that's what god wants from that's where they're going to be completely fulfilled i always try to remind them of that that it's not going to be taking away from your life you're not going to be in a place of wanting for for something else right that's where you're going to find ultimate happiness amen amen laura i want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule in the parish in the school and in your family life to to join us for this episode before we go there might be a young man or woman uh, who might be discerning the possibility of married life or or even working in the church. What's one piece of advice that's helped you in your own life that you can share with them to kind of take maybe, like you said, the next step in terms of their discernment? Well, obviously prayer, but finding somebody that you can trust to help you along in that discernment process, whether it be a spiritual director or just a really good friend that can really help you discern the voice of God and help you make that next step. For sure. look for that person or pray for that person if you don't have that person in your life yeah I, th I think a lot of times we get trapped in uh, spiritual navel gazing where we just i discern in my own i think on my own and it gets exhausting so it's good to, it's good <laughs> to have an ally and uh, um, as i usually say with uh, all the young men and women in our diocese you know i'm always available emails vocations at dol.ca if you have any questions about discernment any questions about working in the church marriage i'm happy to direct you or to help you find you know, your next step, if you will. Laura, thank you so much. It was wonderful talking to you. We wish you all the best in your new position and your continued work as well at uh, St. Joseph's, even though it's temporary. And of course, in with the gift of your family and, you know, your four daughters who continue to serve God's work. So thank you so much for your, your kindness and your, your openness to sharing with us today. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. I'm your host, Father Danny. We'll see you in September. We're going to take a little break now from Discover the Vocation, and we'll have brand new episodes starting again in September. Have a wonderful holidays. Enjoy your summers, and make sure that you always ask the Lord for guidance and wisdom as you continue to discover your vocation. God bless. Bye-bye.